self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we We are are conversation Conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am sure r kelly is wishing he could turn back the hands of time right about now oh damn r kelly reference also known as calamity red and we are conversation con artists back for another fantastic episode you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at red underscore calamity. Also, we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Car Artist, and send it to us that way. And I think we had a response from Michael. We did have a response from Michael. Last week, we mentioned something about white paper and wrecking so michael's response is i had to look it up but sure enough white paper is a british term i had no idea it just means a write-up of a scientific experiment in this case the abstract is the bit at the beginning of the write-up that covers what the experiment was for how it was carried out what the results were and any preliminary conclusions drawn it's the bit us non-scientists can read without getting too confused or having too having to google too many words so white paper is just another word for abstract um yeah, just a scientific experiment, a write-up of a scientific experiment. Yeah, it means it's the abstract. abstract. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I reckon is a pretty British phrase as well. It wasn't until I heard you guys say it that it occurred to me that it's a phrase, it's a phrase we have in common. Yes. Though the British version is a little less sure, unless I'm misunderstanding, the U.S. I reckon means I've thought about it and therefore believe, whereas when Brits use it, we normally mean I guess. Uh, I've heard it used both ways mm-hmm. here. Um, as kind of I guess and kind of like confirming something that they may may think is going on, mm-hmm. uh, but I reckon it's also more of a Southern U.S. It is term. Yeah. I don't hear it. It I've only heard it in the South. I'm pretty sure it's a it's only used <laughs> down here. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> I was off for a week, and I got hooked on this show called love after lockup oh lord jesus and i haven't been i haven't gotten on point to watch it yet yet (laughs) you need to watch it what (laughs) because it's hilariously sad okay so love after lockup is about people who have gotten out of jail and had relationships yes well that's my fucking daddy why i want to watch that shit well because well i guess that's my is it the per? Is it focused on the person that got out of jail or the person that they met? Both, both. So it'll be your dad and your stepmom. Yeah, that. Like I told y'all before, my stepmama went to go meet my daddy while he was locked up yeah, from that's... her sister. From her sister, who her husband was locked up, saying, "Hey, it's a nice man in the jail that I met that you should come to the jail to meet." Yeah, that's basically what it is. Fucking except, desperation. Except for so. <laughs> She died this year, though. Well, rest in peace. Yeah. Um. Well, except for the fact that these people are meeting these folks online. Now, if you've ever been on like online dating sites like Plenty of Fish, I haven't really seen it on Tinder so much, but definitely Plenty of Fish, you will see people who are very obviously in prison have profiles, okay? But what I learned from watching Love After Lockup is that there are websites specifically created for people on the outside to find inmates to write (laughs) 
And so all of the people on this show are people who found these folks online through this dating website and have been corresponding with them, going to visit them, putting money on their books, uh, paying for phone calls and shit. And so the premise of the show is following this relationship that started when this person was in prison to how it they maneuver it when they get out. <laughs> Here's the problem with a lot of these these situations. A lot okay, so there's not just there's not just um men and there's not just women writing men because i feel like most people would assume that women would be the ones that would be doing some bullshit like this like settling for a man nope there are men who have been writing women and who trying to wife them up when they get out (laughs) so you get to see the two dynamics of different genders but you also get to see the stupidity of people there's this white guy who met this black lady or mixed she thinks she was mixed mixed lady and he sent her ninety thousand dollars over the course of three years just different way put you know putting money on the books um phone calls um visits going to see her and <laughs> when she got ready to get out uh she called him on the phone and she was like you know I'm really not comfortable with this immediately having a sexual relationship because I found God while I was inside and I'm a born again virgin. A born again virgin. Yeah. So she didn't want to jump into like, the fact of the matter is he was not attracted. She was not attracted to him, but he was funding her. So this was her way of continuing to get funded without having to clap no cheeks. I mean, but this, hmm. but she wasn't saying I don't want to fool with you. Period. No, she was just saying I ain't gonna sleep with you. You can't be a born again virgin. I'm. I'm you can be a born again celibate. <laughs> but that's it. You can be a born again. I don't have sex no more. <laughs> well, I guess that's what she she was. Um, there was a man who. Never met this lady in person. He found her on the website. He just, they communicated over the website. Um, he had never seen her in person. He decides he's going to marry her. He's going to go pick her up when she gets out. And then the next day, they got married. And, like, his family, everybody was like, you're fucking crazy. And he was like, no, I know her. She's my goddess. She's amazing. So what he didn't know about her is that she had a crack problem. <laughs> <laughs> and so the day after they got married or that night the night they got married she left to go get some crack and never came back wow and ended up back in jail that's fucked up man <laughs> you can't see crack habits from across the street but so here's the thing and you know for anybody that's gonna be like well red people in prison do you love too no they don't when you have been in prison and you're getting out, you got all of everything stacked up against you. You need to be focusing on how the fuck you finna get your life together, not fucking bitches or niggas. Like, <laughs> but that, but that's a part of getting your life together. Is it? Yes. <laughs> how is it part of getting your life together? After you done left, you need support. Clearly, you've been to jail. Get you some. Your family, family ain't finna support you. You probably done fucked off all your opportunities with your family. 
How many times do you see where a whole family ain't been fucked over none by a person that's going to jail now? Oh, no. It's rare. Very rare. I mean, it happens. Don't get me wrong. Somebody going to jail for self-defense or some shit like that, and it's a good person, that's different. That don't happen all the time. Yeah, Most of the time, yeah. it's somebody who they be like, I know Terry was going to do some crazy ass shit at some point. Well, I look, gonna, I ain't going to visit that nigga. Here's the thing. So one of the girls met a guy online that was in prison. He was getting ready to get out. She lived with her mom. Now, she's an adult, but she lived with her mom. Basically, her mom was like, his ass ain't finna come stay here. He getting out of prison. Are you crazy? So she builds a relationship with the prisoner's mom and she says she could come stay with her now red flag for me this lady don't know you she, she willing to let you move in her house she don't sound any more stable than her fucking son she get there and the mom was like listen <laughs> i'm gonna be honest with you he does this he gets out and he'll be good for about 48 hours and then he goes back and gets on meth <laughs> And the white girl was like, oh, I know it's going to be a challenge, but we love each other. And I know that we'll be able. <laughs> they need to follow people who's had some success with that shit. Like somebody, like my daddy was the success story of the shit. I mean, my daddy is a hardworking dude. He got out and started a cooking business, a restaurant. He became the foreman of Bluebird Bus Company. He was doing real well for himself. My daddy's a hustler. So it's like all the stories can't be fucking horrible. Well, let me see. I mean, uh, clearly they're gonna make money off of the preposterous stories. That's what's gonna well, they're gonna watch. Okay, there was this. Uh, what is he? Puerto Rican? Uh, he's something else. And this white girl. The white girl was the one in prison. They got married, and so it's two seasons of this show out right now. The second season is ending. It's finishing. So there are some couples from first season. The ones that managed to stay together are still going into the second season. Then there were other couples who they ain't make it past the first season. This guy and uh, the Puerto Rican guy and this white girl, they they did make it into the second season. And so now they're like trying to get custody of, they had a child together between the first and the second seasons. She already had a son that she, the dad was taking care of while she was locked up and so she's trying to get more visitation with her son and so they're showing that part so not every single one of them is out here fucking up most of them clearly they went to jail because they make bad decisions yeah oh and we also know that prison is not a place for reform in america no, it is fucking so up. the person that made the bad decisions to get to jail is going to get out of jail potentially making as bad decision as they was in there that's how you can have somebody that get out of jail get married on one day and then go get some crack tonight <laughs> nighttime he didn't divorce her so they're on the second season so he she left went and got a crack he she was gone for like two weeks or some shit and he know where she was at then he get a phone call from a jail and it's her she didn't got locked back up so he waits for her he waits for her to get back out and now their storyline for the second season is that his parents are just like fuck becky like we're not dealing with that you know what i'm saying don't bring us to her, our house we don't want anything to do with her because he they only he's their only child this is the only child they got and he didn't ran off with a crackhead so they ain't having it so now their storyline is him trying to get his parents to be accepting of her even though 
they already was like not accepting of it from jump because you finna marry somebody that you've never seen in person but then after you marry somebody that you've never seen in person she runs off and take your car oh that's another thing she took the car and went when she went to go get the crack and just never came the fuck back now you gotta pay for a rental car i mean i don't know i don't know what you do <laughs> not i mean that. they raised a the son they raised a son that would go find the online crackhead jailbird <laughs> for a wife. They <laughs> they didn't do something right. They didn't. Well, These, you know, it's like it's a certain type of person that do certain type of stuff. It is. I feel like he's the same kind of personality for people who rescue extreme animal cases. Oh yeah. Like people who who would rescue a dog that's blind with three legs. <laughs> like you know why would you do that? I'm sorry. I know that sounds bad. Animals need to be rescued. Whoop de whoop. But why a blind one with three legs? What kind of quality of life can this creature have? But it's a certain type of personality that has that level of I need to fix something. So this is how I'm going to get it. And I'm going to stick with it. This is third marriage. The other two marriages were with people that were out. Actually, he ended up getting fired. But he the he worked at a hotel that was managed by his first ex-wife or the second ex-wife. One of the wives, he worked for her. Uh, but because of the whole crackhead, he missed a lot of work and she fired him. <laughs> So he was still working at the place that his first or one of his exes managed while he was with this crackhead. Yes. He shouldn't have been working there anyway. No, that was very, I don't know that I could work. I mean, not even just working with your ex-spouse, but for, like she was his manager. She was the one that decided whether or not he had time off and, and whether or not he got in trouble if he was a few minutes late. And like, she made them kind of decisions. Like, I wouldn't want that. But you know what? He told her, because he was asking for time off to go do the whole get married and, and pick the bitch up. And she was just so, uh, she was just shocked. She was like, wait, so let me get this straight. You're asking me for time off because you're going to go and pick up a woman who's getting out of prison, who you've never met, and who you've only known for six months through correspondence. And you're going to marry her the next day. Do I have that right? <laughs> he was like, yeah. <laughs> she gave him time off. But again, he didn't know when he asked for that time off, oh, she was going to go and get cracked out and disappear. <laughs> but Man. I say that to say, listen, and I get it. You know, I'm going to be 35 this year and I'm single and I would like, like, you know, start a family and shit. You know, I would love to do that. And I, question daily whether or not that's something that's going to be able to happen because i'm nowhere close to even starting that process i gotta meet a guy we gotta get to know each other well enough to where we potentially want to get married and have a kid like that shit take time and because i'm a woman you know eggs only are so good for so long <laughs> um but even with that being the case i just don't this it that would never cross my mind like i was i can't imagine desperation getting that bad where it's like i'm just gonna try a prison nigga like why not um now if you would like to 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 get your own prisoner 
um, one of the sites that they use for the show is findaninmate.com. Or no, meet an inmate. Meetaninmate.com. So if you want to go and look, it gives you, they have profile. Here's what's funny. Here's what I found funny on the website. You know, it's such a difference between men and women. So the men profile, long as fuck. They write books. And the reason being is because with women profiles, men going to go look at their pictures and shit. You know what I'm saying? So like they all have like a little paragraph and a bunch of pictures. Men have less pictures and more words on theirs. And... Now, it doesn't tell you what crime they committed, okay? But it does tell you what their earliest possible release date is and their maximum possible release date. And some of them ain't got no release date because they got life. (laughs) Or they got like 25 to life, so their earliest release date is going to denote the 25 years and then or life because they don't know when they'll get out. Uh, So that you don't know what charge they did, but you can kind of guess based on the amount of time and when they going to get out. There are some people on there that are listed as getting out this year. So, I mean, you know, if you jump on it real quick, you might be able to be there for them when they <laughs> get paroled, I guess. Um, I went and, and scrolled through some of the prof- men and women profiles, and this shit is hilarious. Um, it's sad. It's sad, but it's also very funny. It's sad, but, it, I mean, you know, it's humor and a lot of sad shit. It's fucked up, man. It just goes to a bigger conversation about justice uh, and prison reform, man. Yeah. I'm looking at this list and wondering who shouldn't be in here for as long as they are. Mm. Who got fucked over by having to sign a plea deal. Yeah. Who didn't have proper representation. Whose jury their peers didn't look like them. Whose police lost the ch- uh, evidence and or, or, or not even lost evidence because they wouldn't be in jail. But what... Police officers doing some underhanded bullshit that got them caught up that wouldn't otherwise be. Like, it's fucked up that I got to look at this list and think that shit these days. Because there's no faith in the justice system that we have. Yeah. I don't like it. Like I said, some of them I've run across, you know, like October of of this year. So, I think last weekend when we looked, there wasn't somebody who was going to get out this past week. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I don't remember what she looked like. So, because uh, we went, I, I introduced him to this website last week because Shogun from Government Name like uh, sent me a message asking me about it, and I'm assuming that's because Cole, I had introduced Cole to the show, and Cole was probably telling him because it's just, it's just one of those things where it's like, what? I did not know they had dating sites specifically for inmates. I didn't. I don't know why they got them specific for farmers. They got them specific for Christians. I mean, why wouldn't you think that they have something for prisoners? Because they're in prison and you can't actually date them. Like, like I, I get farm. Like, farm life is a very specific type of life. And so a very specific type of woman is going to be the kind of woman who's going to be able to deal with a farmer and live out in the woods and shit and potentially have to help his ass with the farm. That makes sense to me that you would have that. Or, like, what was the other one you said? Christians. Christians. You know, there are people who real, especially here in the South, about their faith. So, and I mean, everybody that get on the Christian website ain't Christian. But you know what I'm saying? Like, that makes sense to me. But a (laughs) dating site for inmates looking for people on the outside, (laughs) because they're not, like, messaging each other. They're, you know, it's somebody on the outside. I just don't get it. For what? What are you getting out of this? 
Like, I know, like, pen pals used to be a thing, and, and that used to be, like, really big where people would have pen pals and write before the creation of the internet and stuff. That was, like, a thing, but... But what? I don't want to... I don't, I don't know. I, I don't have time for that. I don't have time to be, like, going back and forth through letters or I'm not finna pay for no goddamn phone calls. I'm not finna do that. And you have to pay. Those calls are collect. <laughs> I I hate to have to keep reiterating and telling you this because you should just absorb it and know it by now. You take your sanity for granted. <laughs> you take your rational and logical understanding of reality. Don't get me wrong. You got your version of sanity. Don't get me wrong. Cause, I do. You know, you got you got your irrational shit that sits with you. <laughs> you too easy to play with reverse psychology. I know. Is it's so many things. <laughs> <laughs> but your version of sanity is still it's still in reality. You know. And I'm assuming that everybody else should be. Yeah. You're assuming that everybody else got as much sense as you and you can't understand why they're making these decisions. No. <laughs> they don't have as much sense as you. They don't. You they don't. And the decisions they make, you shouldn't be trying to understand why they make those decisions. You shouldn't be saying, I don't understand why they don't make those decisions. It just is what it is. We need people like them. We need people like them to understand our level of reasonable. <laughs> okay? Listen, everybody that has somebody crazy in your life, somebody that you don't understand why the fuck they make the decisions they make or why they do what they do, I just need you to know that they... They give your your sanity a baseline. You know where your <laughs> intelligence lies because you know you ain't as fucked up as a whole bunch of other people in your environment. And if you are a fucked up person in that regard, I'm sorry for you. Um, because you're a lost cause. <laughs> but I wonder, like, do you think that... So you find out that your ex do some crazy shit like that, that mm -hmm. you're still connected to or somebody... Like, do you think that they broke after you? Or do you think that you, they was always broken and you was just blind to the shit? Like, Thomas she, went to prison while I was, like, I went on, like, still knew him well. Well, what I'm saying is that woman, act, the ex acted as if she didn't know that he would be capable of doing some wild shit like that. Mm -hmm. Because she had to break it down to understand what the fuck he was doing. Mm -hmm. And then he did it. Like, do you think that this person was that crazy with her? Or do you think she like, what the fuck happened to you, bro? You was reasonable. You weren't wilding like this. I don't know. I mean, you know, <laughs> your new thing is that we're all one bad away from a crack habit. <laughs> we are. So, we are. I mean, it could be one of those situations where his that his his time came. His the the piper was due. His his bad day came, and or it could be that he this had been something that he had been fighting his whole life to keep down, and he lost the battle with it one day, and this is who he always was. And let me, I need to clarify what I what I said though. I said we're one bad day away from having our strength tested. Oh, okay. Sorry. You one day away, one bad day away from doing crack. I don't know. That's that. your thing. <laughs> so whatever coping mechanisms you got for fucked up shit, go for it. But <laughs> don't put that shit in my mouth. 
Whatever. You, I knew you had said we were one bad day away from something. Okay, not yeah. crack. Testing our strength. <laughs> Listen, everybody, I want y'all to know, you are one bad phone call away from figuring out how fuck strong you are. Okay? Everybody. And after you get that phone call, you're still not further away from the next phone call. Yeah. Yeah, life. Because we don't know what's going to happen next. And we know for a fact that bullshit happens. Yep. Amongst all of my friends, a parent is is inevitable at this point. Yeah. They are older. Yep. That's so crazy. I was thinking about that the other day that now I'm getting to the age where that shit is a You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like when I was younger, my mom would have like aunts, uncles, you know, passing away. Even her parents, you know, my mom, both of her parents have passed away. I realize I'm getting closer to where that could be a reality for me, like losing a parent. And you just don't think you, you know, age be sneaking the fuck up on you, don't you? Like, you just, you just turn I mean, around one day and be like, shit. I just want, I just don't want my parents or grandparents to die from something that makes you wonder if they would have had more time. Like, I don't, I would rather my grandparents and my mom and them died in the hospital of something that they were trying to get care for that, that that's how both of my grandparents you know were. i don't want them to die in a car wreck because they had a condition mm-hmm. that they should have been in the hospital for that they you know died in a car wreck because of because then i'm gonna wonder did they have more time even if it was just a little bit so i like i but Last week, the podcast, I got a call from my granddaddy telling me that his brother died. I want, I don't know. I didn't know him. Yeah. But when I saw his name pop up, it's the point to where I know that any call coming from somebody that I don't talk to often enough is a death, can probably. be something problematic. So it's crazy. I just want everybody to be hyper aware of this stuff. See, the way that this stuff show up for me is in my dreams. Like people start dying over and over in my dreams. I know it sounds bad, but like three, three or four years before my granddaddy died, mm-hmm. it's like my brain was preparing me. I don't know what I saw. I don't know what my mama them said that made me start thinking subconsciously that my granddad ain't got that much time here. Mm-hmm. But I started dreaming about him passing, and you know I'm a morbid person already, so I, I mean I was prepared for it when he passed away. But I just need everybody to be hyper aware that. Especially as you get older, you're going to have these experiences. And what, how, how prepared are you for that? Do your parents have life insurance? If your parents are under 70, you need to be trying to figure out if you can afford life insurance for them. Because, you know, do you know that's how white people uh, get and pass down wealth? They have big enough insurance plans for when they lose a loved one, mm-hmm. they get a mass amount of money, and that turns into wealth. That turns into business. That turns into investments. That turns into paying for other people's life insurance plans around you. So if you only had a life insurance plan for your dad, and it was a great one, and it was a million dollars, that sets you up to be able to pay for a better life insurance plan for your mama, for your mates, mama and daddy, so that as this like. This is how the white community builds wealth. This is just one little part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, we uh, in the black community, especially, we don't want to talk about shit like life insurance because the 
undernote is that we preparing for somebody to die. So in the black community, what happens is a loved one dies and all these people got to come together trying to figure out how they go scrape up some money. They got to find out who had the insurance plan. It's just so much shit that has to be figured out that we don't be trying to have a conversation about. My mom does all the time because they had, a, it was a whole thing when my grandmother died. But I know that I'm, I'm the beneficiary because oh, my brothers are crazy. <laughs> so I will be the one that will have to, you know, manage and set up everything. And she she makes sure that I'm aware of that all the time. And, you know, I have her birthday. All this, the, the documentation that I would need in order to, like, move and get this stuff done. We've had those conversations. Now, yeah. my dad, my mom got his shit. She know he has a life insurance policy. She's the beneficiary of that. She has all his, I don't know nothing about that. But for her, I'm the one that is gonna be managing all of that and setting up everything, and because she tells me that shit all the time, which is morbid. But I get why she does it. Hell, my grandmama done bought her fucking casket. She done bought her plot, her gravestone. She bought her flowers. She done bought. She paid for every damn thing. She said, "I don't want none of y'all arguing over what I'm gonna get, what's gonna happen, who's gonna come. <laughs> Everybody gonna come. Everything is paid for. Everybody shut the fuck up." <laughs> That's basically what my grandma did. She was like, "I got my casket from Sam's Club, Eddie." I said, "Sam's Club, Sam's Club, fucking sell caskets, sell everything, apparently." Like, damn, <laughs> they do. They sell caskets. If you, I mean, you can't buy bulk caskets. That, <laughs> that ain't um. But you can get a casket from Sam's Club. It's, it's crazy. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, so I just I wanted to talk about that show. Um, I, I'm editing a video that's going to be on my channel this week of just of, of more about the show and, and showing some of the profiles from meetedinmate.com because I screenshotted some of the ones that I was just like, the fuck are you talking about? Um, so that should be up uh, this week, but... Um, you have anything else to add? No. Okay, if you have a question you'd like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook, conversationconartist, and send it to us that way. We're going to get into our killer, but first, let me just get this out of the way. I don't give a fuck about ASAP Rocky being locked away in Sweden. I'm sorry, I don't. Okay? Don't care. The reason why I don't care... Is because Aesop Rocket did an interview where they asked him, you know, if he's if he ever feels like he's being forced to address certain issues that are happening in the black community. And I'm going to read to you his response. He said, they're not forcing me to do shit. I'm just going to stay black and die. Why? Because I'm black. So every time something happens because I'm black, I got to stand up. What the fuck am I, Al Sharpton now? I'm ASAP Rocky. I did not sign up to be no political activist. I want to talk about my motherfucking lean, my best friend dying, the girls that come in and out of my life, the jiggy fashion that I wear, my new inspiration in drugs. I don't want to talk about no fucking Ferguson or shit because I don't live over there. I live in fucking Soho in Beverly Hills. I can't relate. I'm in the studio. I'm in these fashion studios. I'm in these bitches draws. I'm not doing anything outside of that. That's what he said. <laughs> so now he went to Sweden and got into it with, I, I, he got to fighting with some guy in Sweden and they blocked his ass up. 
Um, and you have two schools of thought on this. You have the people who feel like me that's like, fuck him because he didn't get, he don't care about if this was somebody else, if it wasn't him and it was somebody else, he would not be supporting them. He wouldn't be rallying to get them back over here. None of that shit because he live in Soho and Beverly Hills and he can't relate his own words. So Joe Budden um and crystal west from the read if you um listen to podcasts and you know who crystal is got into it because crystal basically just said what the fuck i said fuck him because of the things that he said and joe budden had a problem with that because joe budden feels like that you know we should be rallying support around asap rocky and i just no (laughs) no 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 we don't I don't care. I have as much apathy about his situation as he had the apathy of other folks' situations. Because the fact of the matter is, no matter how rich you become, you know, you're not going to take your whole entire goddamn family with you most of the time. So there are still going to be people in your life, in your family, your friends, who can be impacted by the injustices that happen in this fucking country every day. So for you to say... You live in Soho and Beverly Hills and you can't relate. You ain't lived there your whole goddamn life ASAP. Like, that shit is, that boggles my mind. So, I don't care about him being locked up in Sweden, to be honest. Like, let the people from Soho and Beverly Hills help him figure it out. Because those are the people he can relate to. So, let them have it. I don't give a fuck. And I don't feel bad saying that. I don't give a shit about him. I don't. Because, again, if it was somebody else he would be just as apathetic he wouldn't care probably get mad if somebody asked him about the shit because how dare you ask him about somebody else and their plight so fuck that nigga i don't care so you heard the uh, quote a rising tide lifts all ships yes i think the difficulty with a situation like this is for me especially is i don't give a fuck what ASAP Rocky say I don't hold ASAP Rocky to a standard of having some kind of woke dialogue <laughs> to me that statement that he made is some shit that a lot of these dumbass celebrities should make they should say listen I, I do what I do I don't I don't really have no input to this shit I'm not gonna say the right shit I don't want to be held to some shit that I was saying now I'm putting a lot of words in his mouth and giving him a lot of credit for this you dialogue are realistically what he was was very distant from the african-american community but the reality is i'm looking at him like a black man now and not like asap rocky like that's how i'm looking at these systems that treat somebody that look like him because if it weren't asap rocky if it was fucking childish gambino the same shit will be going on and the same systems will be putting them in this situation mm-hmm. it don't matter who it would be so right now like any black man being treated crazy by a system is is a I don't really care who it is. I mean, to be honest, if fucking just Justice fucking Clarence Thomas with his Supreme Court coon ass or Thomas Sowell with his, you know, what about white folks for president ass Stacy Dash. Would you care Stacey Dash? If something happened? If I knew for a fact that a system was treating them fucked up because they was black, I can't pick and choose which black people it's okay for that to happen to and which ones it's not okay for that to happen to. I'm not saying it's okay that it's happening to him. I'm saying that I feel apathetic about it because he 
would feel apathetic about it if it was happening to somebody else it's still fucked up that it's happening but i just don't have sympathy empathy for the situation simply because of the kind of person that he is does he deserve to have this happen to him because he is black absolutely not but again had this happened to somebody else and somebody came up and asked him about it or asked him, he would give the say like fuck them basically so because of that i don't care i just don't care I will put my efforts behind people that I feel like, you know, it's going to be kind of one of them pay it forward kind of things. He going to get back over here and do the same shit he was doing before this shit happened. Period. That's just what it is. Might not. I, Might be a transformative experience. I mean, clearly he's going to see, he see a whole bunch of people rallying behind him. And it's a lot of people that going to hold him accountable for talking shit about them and what they did for him if he come back here and, and don't do that same shit. But I still think that's different than saying, um, because I wonder what his response was to Meek Mill. I wonder what his response was to Meek Mill being in jail. I don't know. But I think that... I don't know what they asked him about specifically. It was what? about Ferguson. It was about Ferguson. It was about Ferguson. That's way different. Then something, a situation where Meek Mill or somebody who shouldn't be incarcerated is incarcerated. I mean, I think, I mean, I don't know. Man. I, I think it's okay for black people. To, I don't like how he said that shit. I don't like how he communicated that shit. I think it's some value in a black person who has a big ass platform saying, I'm not going to speak on that. But I wish he would have said it like that. That would have been fine. And I don't think that being he would dismissive be getting... of the black community and the black experience, that's fucked up. Yes. But I also don't hold him to the standard of having to have that dialogue. Well, just wish he wouldn't have said it in a fucked up way. That ain't that ain't saying that I I mean, I ain't finna go out on no streets and no rallying. I ain't signing up no petitions. I ain't doing nothing for ASAP Rocky. But I think that we you know, it's a slippery salt slope. Picking and choosing what black people we we help, you know, like for example, if there was a if there was a a group of black people that got kidnapped somewhere, and we didn't know, we didn't know that they had these kind of thoughts. They might feel the same way as ASAP Rocket feel, but we don't know. Or some people in that I group, can't, I can't respond and react to shit I don't know. I know for a fact he said this shit. If I don't know it, then I can't do anything about it or with it. But I know <laughs> that he said this. But, but in that way, I feel like you either choose to help nobody because anybody might be fucked up, or you choose to help everybody because it's a fucked up situation that they're in. You know, like if you don't know that they might be problematic. But you would help them because you just don't have the knowledge that they problematic. That I don't, I don't like that. You know, for myself, that I, I can't look at it like that. This is a culture of us just now really finding out how problematic some of our faves are, and so, I mean, that's exactly what's been going on forever. Is you stand and support of people until you know that they doing unsavory shit. And then you got to decide whether or not you're going to continue to support them after you find out about this unsavory shit that they're doing. That's the whole culture that we're living in right now where everybody is being, even with them bringing up these old tweets that you might not have seen back in 2015 when they made the tweet, you now have to decide how much that's going to impact your support for that particular person. Like that's what we are doing all the time now. So I don't think it, he gets 
a pass from that because he black. I don't feel like I have to stand in support of anybody black that is being again because even with Stacey Dash, I wouldn't give a shit when Stacey Dash got fired from Fox. I laughed my ass off because that's what you get. I didn't feel bad for her getting fired and being you know embarrassed um, about getting let go when she was talking all of that shit. I didn't feel bad for her at all. I was just well, like, it's like. It's like some of them get support by proxy. If they would have called Stacey Dash a coon on live air and then she would have got fired. I still don't know if people would have supported her. I would have had to advocate for the treatment of black people on Fox News, even though that black person in this event happened to be Stacey Dash. Because if they call it Stacey Dash a coon, they calling everybody else on their well, coon. we already know they call the people coon. She the only one who didn't know that or trying to pretend. Well, like, like, we already I mean, know what Fox is. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> These ain't about those specific situations. They just happen to fall under her umbrella of shit that's fucking up a black person at this point. That it would have been, it would have happened to any black person. Well, but I feel like I can choose because it is something that ha- is widespread and happening. I don't have Ace Up Rocket ain't got to be my heel. It ain't got to be him. There are so many other this same shit happening to people. It ain't got to be him. I don't have to stand in support of him to support the general principle of not mistreating black people overseas and not having them to be locked away and treated poorly because they're black. I don't have to choose him. There's plenty of others. This happens a lot. There's other people who I can put my support behind that I feel like are more likely to pay it forward to be more appreciative of it than this nigga is. So again, I'm not saying that what's happening to him is not wrong. What I'm saying is I don't care because he wouldn't care. If it was somebody else and it wasn't his black ass, he would not give a fuck based on his own words. Lately, what I've been talking to my clients about and myself is to do what you want to do. To support what you want to support despite what another person has or how they've impacted like i i don't want to let other people influence how i interact with anything else so in this event if i'm gonna take my own advice even if i don't fuck with asap rocky because he said that shit what i want to know is if swedish authorities have issues with black people that's big enough that they would be detaining somebody that's brown because they brown. And if so, ASAP Rocky by proxy gets support from me because my first part of the dialogue is going to be Swedish authorities is racist as fuck. And that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened to be ASAP Rocky. The first part of my dialogue wouldn't be I really don't give a fuck what happened to ASAP Rocky because ASAP Rocky wouldn't give a fuck about it to me if it happened to me. That just wouldn't be my first part of the dialogue. Clearly, I know that he don't. I know that he don't give a shit. But I can't. I can't let the system off the hook because I don't like the nigga that's a part of Again, it. Again, I think that you cannot let. I don't think having. I don't think you have to support him in order to not let to let this not let the system off the hook. Like I said, I'm not saying that Swedish. Um, their um protocols and things don't need to be i'm not saying that we shouldn't give a shit about what's going on in sweden at all i'm just saying as it pertains to him specifically again i feel like that i can care and advocate for people not being mistreated overseas because of the color of their skin and not have to directly do that using asap rocket he's not you the can, only one that can, that's happened to. and all the other people can but nobody is doing that 
Nobody is saying this system is fucked up. They just saying ASAP Rocky don't give a fuck about us. That's what Crystal said. That's what everybody's saying. Yeah. I mean, yes, you can advocate for a changing system and not give a fuck about the person involved in it. But when you only say, I don't give a fuck about the person involved in it, that, that's all you're focused on. You, you don't care about the system at that point. At least that's what it looks like. You can. You can walk and chew gum at the same time. Yes. But nobody's saying that. Everybody just saying ASAP Rock is a dickhead. He wouldn't do this shit for us. Fuck him. And they not saying nothing about the system that he's engulfed in that may be fucking him over. I talked about, I watched Locked Up Abroad all the time. And I've talked about it on the show before about what how. She who? Stop. Every time I say that, you do that. <laughs> not abroad. Abroad as in across the seas. Um. And I mean, I've talked about how unfair. Like, it don't you don't even necessarily have to be black. They're they just don't like Americans and your American ass. And then and then on top of you being American, if you're black, it's even worse. But you gonna get mistreated and you're gonna get the shaft. You're going, you know. This is why right. I, I tell people you don't need to be doing no fucked up shit overseas, right. man. Right? Yeah. What about rape? You said he gonna get the shaft. <laughs> Not that. What oh, you mean, John Shaft? Not that kind of shaft. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, just what? <laughs> being specific. But, I mean, that's always been something that I've known ha- happens and have thought has been fucked up. I have, I don't know what I could actually do in the form of advocacy for the issue, but it's something that I've talked about and spoke on before about the fact that you don't want to go across the seas and be doing no fucked up shit. You're going to get mistreated so bad. And you may never get out because depending on where you are, if you don't speak the language, like it's just so many things. Um, And I mean, like some of them people on Locked Up Abroad got like crazy sentences for like little stuff because they don't like Americans. Um, So, I mean, again, it's not that I don't care about the issue itself. I don't care about him specifically. I just don't. And, you know, he'll get back over here. He ace up rocket. You know, they they got a little petition and people are signing it and he'll get back over here. And we'll see. I mean, I fully expect him to come back over here and what say. What if something happened and he died? Would your dialogue change? No. Your dialogue would still be he wouldn't have gave a fuck about us being over there dying. So fuck him. It wouldn't change. Um, don't wish death on him. Don't want him to die. Um, but I just feel like he gonna get back over here and say, "I didn't even ask y'all for this support yet. If y'all did this on your own. Did nobody ask people?" Like I just feel like, given his personality and who he is, he ain't gonna appreciate none of this shit. He gonna feel like he need that. He ain't asked for it. It didn't matter. Like I'm not concerned. I just don't think I'm not. I just don't think he's an authority on the shit. He isn't an authority, but it's a difference between saying, I don't want to speak on that or I don't feel like I have enough information to speak or and, and shitting on it. He shat on it. That's the problem. It's not that he, he wasn't an authority. It's not that he isn't a political activist. He don't have to be any of those things, but he could have said that in a way that didn't shit on the fact that these things happen to people that look like him. He didn't have to shit on it. That's my problem with what he said. If he isn't a political, most he a rapper. I mean, I don't expect a lot of them to be political activists or to, or, or to have the knowledge to even try to be. But he didn't have to say it in the way that he said it. He said it in such a dismissive and disrespectful way that, like, all right, 
So I don't have a problem with him not being a political activist. The same way I look, I don't want um what's the little picking any name? Um Kodak Black. Black. I don't want Kodak Black out here trying to be no political activist. Don't want him to do that. I don't but feel if if with if Kodak Black without with the lack of intelligence we know he have, with the <laughs> lack of ability to convey messages effectively using the English <laughs> language properly, said something in a way that we didn't like hearing it, even though we know he didn't have the tools to say it any better, we will ride him off as a lost cause because he shat on us because he didn't say it right. They doing that now? All of the bull, the, the shit he did with um, Lauren London and how upset people were because Nipsey Hussle just that they doing that right now. Like, as we speak, that's happening to him. People don't give a fuck about he, the fact that he's in jail because of the problematic shit he didn't say. No, not because of the problematic shit. That's because he's done that shit. He, he done some shit that he need to be locked up for. But no, because there's still people who be out here free. Well, the, the dialogue that. about ASAP, you know, that's them niggas. Okay, <laughs> let's let's get that straight. That's them dudes. They they gonna do that for everybody. The ASAP Rocky issue is that he shouldn't be locked up. He shouldn't be locked up. Like they should have just kicked him out of the country. They just should have said, "You leave and you can't come back. Your passport coming here should be invoked." They don't put him in a jail. Yes, in which there is no report of how he is doing. Mm-hmm. There is no report of his treatment. They are not not responding to any comments about his current existence. Mm-hmm. He could be at a black site being tortured for all we know. Yeah, and, and he could be like all of the immigrants over the, there. At the I mean, anything could be happening. Yeah. So it's like if they could take a well-known, famous black man and do this too. What happens if I go to Sweden? So I, like I said, from my perspective, I can't because of the person that's going on with it. I can't let this go by by saying he petty and, and because this just gonna be moved for Sweden to do this again. So I don't get me wrong. I'm not the activist, but I'm not gonna tell Joe Budden to shut up. I'm not gonna tell the people who are advocating for him to shut up because he petty and he wouldn't give a fuck about you, Joe, if this happened to you. Well, it ain't even that. He has a problem with... The issue with him and Crystal is that he telling Crystal she shouldn't feel the way that she feels and that she should be in support of him. If you're going to support ASAP, cool, that's you, but you can't tell me that I should be doing that and I'm a bad black person or a bad black woman because I'm not supporting him. No, that is not the case. Black people don't need validation from other black people for what they do, especially from Joe Budden. But that the uh, whole GTA back, running ass looking ass nigga. <laughs> that whole back and forth with them is because that he's telling her that she's wrong for not being in support. It's not that they just have a difference of opinion. It's that they're both trying to say. But either way, what they conflict is, whatever they conflict is, Joe Button's still supporting the shit. Yes. And despite what everybody else say who don't support him, Joe Button gonna support him, and he just need to keep doing and it. And the other three hundred thousand, it's been like three hundred thousand or more people that signed that fucking petition to let him out. It's people who supporting him. I'm just not one of them, but he has support. And I'm not gonna tell the people who are supporting him that they shouldn't. You do what you feel like you should be doing. I'm saying what I'm not gonna do and what I don't give a fuck about. And I don't give a fuck about him being locked up. Now, for the people that are signing the petitions, I wouldn't tell them that you shouldn't sign. You shouldn't be. You do what you feel. You do what you need to do to sleep at night. And if that's how you feel like you should do, it's not for me to tell you otherwise. But it also ain't don't tell me what I should be doing and that I'm a bad black person because I don't give a fuck about him. Yeah. I just, you know, I just got a, I got a zoomed out view of, of all these situations. 
you know, when it comes to these situations, the black person might as well not even have a face. You know, all they might as well have is melanin because melanin is getting fucked up all around this place. It and is, but that's for hard. me. I just don't want to. I just don't want to. That's hard because basically what you're saying is that you're gonna support any black person because they're black, regardless of what they do. No. No, you saying that only the only thing that matters is the melanin. Well, at this if that's point. the case, then I would have told you I support Kodak Black getting out too. <laughs> that me mentioning that created a scale upon which the wrongness of what's going on to the black person is a part of that system that I have. Kodak Black deserved to be in jail because he got guns out here that other people is using and people are finding that he shouldn't have done. And ASAP Rocky should have just got sent back home for some shit he did. But he in a jail and don't nobody know about his circumstances. So, no, it's not any any black person I support for anything. But among the group of black people that are getting fucked over by a system somehow, I'm not going to discern that I would support this person getting fucked up by the system because they better or because I don't know what they got going on. And I'm not going to support this black person getting fucked up by this system because I don't agree with their shit. And how they said it. Like I said, Clarence Thomas, Thomas Sowell, I don't agree with their perspective on the black community. I don't agree with the idea that they just think black people are fucking delusional and ain't shit ever happened to black people and they just mad at white people for no reason. If some shit happened to them that had to do with their race my thing would and be not who they are. These white saviors that you've been talking about that we shouldn't be upset with, they should be the ones that help them out because this is who what you've been telling us the whole but time. But see, the thing is they are. They are going to help them out in that event. They are going to help that person out. I'm not supporting this circumstance for ASAP Rocky or Clarence Thomas or Thomas Sowell. I'm advocating for this situation because the next black shadow ain't going to be one of them. The next black person ain't going to be one of them niggas. I just think you can advocate without doing it specifically for them. I think that you can advocate for looking into what Sweden has done over the That's past. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. No. I'm zoomed out. I don't see ASAP Rocky. I just see Sweden doing this shit to a nigga. And the nigga happened to be ASAP Rocky. But it being ASAP Rocky ain't going to take my focus away from Sweden fucking niggas over. That's why I'm saying what you're saying. I'm saying he don't have to be included in the conversation at all. In order for you, if, if I wanted to do reform or help with whatever doing that with Sweden, it does not have to be in a way that is like signing the fucking thing for Ace. Like it doesn't have to include him at all. At all. Like I feel like I can X him out of the conversation and the conversation simply be brown people being mistreated in Sweden when they convict when they commit some kind of whatever. That's good hypothetically, but the conversation is fuck ASAP Rocky. Yes. You know, like the conversation but could be you walk I mean again, you you can walk And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not hearing nobody saying shit about how Sweden is fucking up. I mean, you can have that conversation without mentioning ASAP Rocky. Mm -hmm. You know, on the flip side of that, if you were to introduce this story as Swedish authorities is fucking up, they got black, they can't keep black people locked up. They don't talk about their condition. That could be the case. Yeah. But like, it's not the case. The case is everybody mad at ASAP Rocky. Well, not everybody. A lot of people are. Because like I said, well, everybody people... not in his supportive camp everybody on the other side of this shit yes none of them talking about sweden they all talking about what asap rocket said and what asap rocket did so yes in theory you can walk a true gum at the same time you can focus on the bigger system and maybe a big part of that is it's international 
So we don't know enough about Sweden to be talking about it. Mm-mm. We definitely can't do nothing about they it. Can't do it. even maybe if, they if were. maybe if there was a video of ASAP Rocky getting beat up in New York by the police after he didn't do shit, maybe it'll be easier for people to say the police be fucking up and that be the dialogue that and starts you can it. do something about yeah, that. Yeah, and, 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 and you don't have to mention ASAP Rocky's name in that. It's yeah. just going to be more of the same rhetoric. But it just, it just gets to a slippery slope when you try to discern out when and where you're going to have that dialogue. I ain't saying it's wrong. You know, that, that will go against my idea that people can think what the fuck they want to think and do what the fuck they want to do. If that that's your thing, that's fine. You know, I'm just saying for me, I don't want to get into this, this, this discernment. You know, if I, if I was riding by the interstate and somebody had a fucking flat tire out on the road and I got out and it was fucking ASAP Rocky, I wouldn't get back in my car and keep driving. <laughs> I would I would help. I would help him. I wouldn't get I wouldn't I wouldn't say, is that fucking Clarence Thomas? Zoom and just zoom by his ass. I wouldn't. That <laughs> that ain't how I'm made. I would still stop, get out, and help that motherfucker. I would ask him about his last Supreme Court dissent and ask him how the fuck can he think that's the shit that's going on. You know what I'm saying? Or I guess Thomas uh, Clarence Thomas might tell my coon ass to go on. I got people on the way. Are you a thug? Leave. I don't. I don't need your help. Get out of here. He probably do some shit like that. Yes. I got some whites on the way. You know, but that. But and I'm just going into how how I'm built. I wouldn't. I wouldn't see somebody struggling, and not help them because. I got a problem with them in some kind of capacity. I'm not that good of a person, I don't think. I don't even think that's a good person. I had a situation the other day, a moral situation, that that I came across and I was like, how do I fucking handle this? I went to Sam's Club, right? Mm -hmm. And I walk up to Sam's Club to the buggy part because I always get my buggy from the outside because I don't feel bad if I leave it outside. So I get my buggy. Yeah, I get my buggy from outside, I leave it outside. Even a buggy... Like I if a I park next to a buggy that's outside of my car, next to my car where it ain't supposed to be, so you just so I it. can get it and leave it back there when I leave. So it ain't like <laughs> it ain't my fault. It was already <laughs> like that. Fuck you. Shut up. So I walk up to the buggy. I grab the buggy, and in the top is a nice fresh pack of twenty AA batteries Ooh. that clearly somebody left them pay for. Yeah, you know. The nigga part of me, the part of me that buy stolen shit, and I know it's stolen sometimes. <laughs> sometimes maybe they just got a good deal, but sometimes that shit be hijacked. Um, when somebody come up to you and open open up a trunk, oh yeah, and they selling a the trunk, they got a trunk full of colognes <laughs> that's just all thrown in there. Yeah. Okay, that shit was not a deal. They somebody stole that shit. They got it on a deal somehow, but I bought some of that damn cologne. Okay, what? <laughs> I understand that shit goes on sometimes. So the nigga part of me was like, oh shit, come up, take them to my car. But then I was like, somebody might come back looking for their batteries. So I it's not so clear cut to just take it to my car like a motherfucker ain't got batteries that might be walking over to this buggy right now that's about to see me walking, just walk straight to my car with these batteries. So I stood there for about five minutes and I was like, okay, so if I don't take these batteries, what's the next realistic move? The next realistic move is to take them in the wall in the sales club, tell them that somebody left these batteries somewhere, and if they come back, they can get their batteries. Potentially. Potentially. But see, that, that word is important because it's a corporation mm-hmm. and it's Walmart. Mm-hmm. 
So in my head, I'm like, I don't want the potential for Walmart to just take these batteries and put them right back on the fucking shelf. Because that's so my thought process would be are they going to if i take these and put them give them to this person would they be able to get them if they came in and the answer is maybe maybe not because even if the okay you go you take it to the person who's over at the customer service did if they get off they're not going one of the things that they're not going to tell the next person that's coming in is like hey somebody left batteries in case somebody come over here looking for some batteries like or even if they did even if one employee put stickers on them mm -hmm. waiting for that person to come back the next morning soon as the next shift came in and saw that it'll just at some point if somebody don't come get them they'll rip that sticker off and go put them back on the shelf and i'm not giving sam's club a 20 dollars 88 cents so my moral dialogue transformed from I'm taking this from another person to I'm taking it from a corporation. <laughs> I don't want Walmart to capitalize off another person's purchase. Mm -hmm. So the whole thing became I'm saving these batteries from another person being fucked over by a corporation. I'm not just taking it from them. You know what I'm saying? So that that's for me, I have to have those conversations with myself that transforms regular shit into a bigger moral dialogue. So yes, no, I don't like ASAP Rocky said that shit. Uh, fuck him for saying that shit but now that he's in a situation it's like i could still say fuck him for saying that shit but the situation that he's engulfed in have implications for me that shit got implications for me but i think that you can address those implications that it have for you and still say fuck him but that's what i'm saying i don't need like as i've talked about this story i mentioned that asap rocky said that shit but that's it. Like that ain't it. It then turned into an assessment of what I feel about what should happen with him because of that. You know, it's turned into what's going on, what's happening in Sweden. Does Sweden really fuck with black people, or did ASAP Rocky really do some shit that legitimizes him being locked up that long? Did he fuck around and hurt somebody bad as hell by accident in a little fight, a little scuffle? We don't know enough, mm -mm. you know, for me to say that it's all good because, like I said, if we find out that. If we find out that man get anally probed up there, that it get worse now. You know, it's a scale. It's a scale upon which shit that can happen to him <laughs> outweighs how petty he has his ass has been. Ain't no for problem. me, <laughs> yeah, man, just checking out his ass. <laughs> how many black people are even in Sweden, man? Um, Probably Africans or Haitians. People whoever whoever had to flee somewhere and go somewhere else, they all <laughs> spread around the world. That's what happens when, like when Haiti happened, Haitians spread out all around the fucking world with people who had refugee systems. So, ain't no telling. But you can go on into R. Kelly. Oh, R. I no, got R. so Kelly. much random shit to talk about. You what? Random shit to talk about. So okay, R. Kelly was arrested in Chicago. But these were federal, federal, federal <laughs> trafficking charges. Uh, this was on Thursday night in Chicago. So according to the station, New York police and federal agents arrested him in his hometown. His publicist said a press conference will be held Friday morning where more information will be made available. Back in May, the singer was charged with 11 counts of sexual assault, which were more serious um then the charges that were brought against him in february last month he attended a court hearing where he pleaded not guilty the charges brought against him in may follow earlier allegations that he sex that he they just got sexually for women sexually assaulted for women three of which were allegedly minors the latest charges are focused on one of the alleged victims who is being identified as jp 
The charges uh, reportedly include aggravated JP criminal. Don't. <laughs> aggravated criminal sexual assault, criminal sexual assault. So this homeland security, because this is like trafficking. This is like an issue. So this is bigger than the other charges that have been brought against him before. Um, and also, I wonder what input they got that transformed this shit to trafficking. So, R. Kelly ex-employees reportedly turned in more than 20 sex tapes <laughs> involving underage girls. So, his employees turned in some tapes that apparently they've been sitting on. So, according to TMZ, Gerald Griggs, who represents Jocelyn Savage's family, says authorities in the Northern District of Illinois have uncovered more than 20 videos. The videos allegedly show R. Kelly engaging in sexual acts with underage girls. Uh, TMZ says Griggs and federal law enforcement sources can confirm the tape shows him engaging in sexual acts with underage girls. So, here's my thing about that. Y'all had these tapes. Like what? What? What made them decide now was the time to come forward with these fucking tapes that they've all, all apparently already had? Been this, is, this is the perfect time. I guess, like I one, the empire is done. Our <laughs> Kelly ain't got no more money. <laughs> you know, somebody said I can't remember what interview it was about this shit, but they said that this is the best job all these people will ever have in their life. <laughs> this is the best pay. That anybody being around a celebrity will get in their fucking life. It, it is in their best interest to let that person exist and make money so that they can continue to get paid. It's in their best interest. So why would they not? Why would they turn that shit in day one? You get paid sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year to hang out with R. Kelly, smoke, drink, go to parties, do all live the life. And 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 you gonna turn in a tape that's gonna fuck that up for you. What the fuck experience do you have? One, you ain't getting another chance. <laughs> You're not gonna find another celebrity to go to hang around. Probably not. So what what you finna do? Go we'll work at Home Depot, get, be a manager at Home Depot now. <laughs> Tell them all your stories about R. Kelly Wild sixteen nights. <laughs> Teen sex nights. Is that what you're gonna do? No. So I understand. It's just fucked up. Well, he. If y'all find out, if you uh, government name nerd play you, if y'all find out I'm doing some fuck shit, y'all need to send me to jail. <laughs> Cause I don't do fuck shit. <laughs> and if I find out y'all doing some fuck shit, y'all better get y'all affairs in order or kill my ass. <laughs> Especially as it pertains to kids. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? But not just. I mean, I'm just saying that. I, don't, I think everybody I hang out with is some good people. But, I mean, even your family, even your uh, other friends that you don't know quite well, like, what you gonna do if you find out they on some fuck shit? Turn their asses. I mean, it's easy when they don't, like, do nothing for you. Yes. You know what I'm saying? When y'all have independent <laughs> existences. Don't get me wrong. But, like, I don't expect nobody to let me get by with no bullshit because I'm me. I don't got no fucking business doing bullshit if I'm doing it. Mm-mm. He and I mean the audacity. He just the narcissism that he's had and just like I'm. I can do this because I'm me and ain't nobody gonna touch me. Because twenty tapes, like you, <laughs> like you don't even give a fuck. Like you're not concerned about getting caught. Like getting being recorded. None of that shit. 
at this point like how many tapes have we heard about at this point and how many more tapes probably are out there that exist like you doing illegal shit don't record yourself doing illegal shit not a good idea it's part of the fetish that's how you got them that's how all these people getting caught up with them pedophile rings it's a part of the fetish they like i mean it's so hard to access things outside of media you either got to have a box of pictures, you got to have a file with pictures yeah. on it, you got to have tapes and videos. I mean, imagine R. Kelly, imagine at R. Kelly shows how hard it is to find a fucking 17-year-old. True. He probably you need to have them fucking videotapes with young girl porn so he can beat his meat. Uh, he can't have sex with an older woman. My God. What? That's just sad. <laughs> He's like... Because the thing is, R. Kelly has had women throwing themselves at him. His age, like legal age women, forever. And this is what he decides to do. You don't want no goddamn 50-year-old loose juice. Hell, you think R. Kelly is? That man want brand new juice. He could get some 20, 30-year-olds. It don't have to be 50. Mm -hmm. He's had women of all ages coming to these shows since the beginning of his career. It's but he has a fetish for underage girls. It's like people who like drinking a hell of a lot more before they're 21. Uh. After they're 21, <laughs> it's just a bad habit now. <laughs> before you're 21, it's an exhilarating adrenaline rush of, you know, <laughs> trying to get away with something that you ain't got no business doing. Yes. And when you're 21, when you can do it, it's be like, yeah. I think I got a problem. <laughs> I need to go to uh, uh, I need to go to Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> I need a higher power to answer to because this bottle ain't helping. <laughs> that, you know, R. Kelly know. just, R. Kelly's fetish that is that. That's his shit. Well, and it's unfortunate. Sorry. Um, If he finna get some fed time, no. Nah, he gotta either, do 85% of that. He either gonna go and people are gonna treat him like a celebrity in prison, or he's gonna go and it's gonna be a line of people trying to fuck him. I don't they know which existence he's gonna, he gonna like, have. Uh, they gonna do him like Bill Cosby. No, Bill Cosby is this lovable. And so here's the difference between him and Bill Cosby was raping bitches, but they were of age and he was drugging them. Like pedophilia, people who fuck with kids in prison are at the bottom. Like they are the lowest, even below rapists. But of, I mean, of, of, of age women. So like, I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't want to. I know this is not gonna sound good for me, but I still don't want to conflate men that rape kids that are absolutely unwilling, uh, which I'm sure R. Kelly has done. But with men who just find young girls who will willingly have sex with them, that turns out to be statutory rape. That's still different. Well, no. So, you know, I watch a lot of prison shows and stuff. I do think that because I watched one where this guy, that was exactly what happened to him. He, his girlfriend was like a few years younger than him and the parents didn't. He, so he ended up serving time. He was not treated like, how they treat pedophile you know what i'm saying like even though his what his charge was because of the circumstance so i don't think that i think so what happens in prison when you have like a pet dog them um child porn or those kind of charges you don't say shit about what you did you know what i'm saying like you you are very most of the time people will say oh i'm in here for robbery whatever those kind of people don't say anything or don't want people to know what they're in for 
I think the difference is with this guy is that he was like my girlfriend was you know he explained what it was I don't think he had no trouble from it but that that's the thing like I don't I, it depends on how old these girls are on the tape on them tapes and what them reports come out to say if it turns out that R. Kelly got a shitload of tapes with 12 and 13 year old girls that nigga's ass is gonna be prolapsed in in, in a day and a half okay if that y'all know what a prolapsed anus is Dog, now you go don't google it a please. prolapsed anus just listen to me okay a prolapsed anus you know how when a balloon pop and you have just that little top part in your hand and if you blow it it just like flap around <laughs> that's like a prolapsed anus is when your intestines break off and then when you shit or fart your intestines blow out your ass like that little balloon piece <laughs> That visual. Oh, I hate you. I want y'all to know that's what a prolapsed anus is. His anus will be prolapsed in a day and a half if it's end up being twelve and thirteen year old girls. If it ends up being girls that seem that's willing and just old enough, but it's just fucked up how you going about this and how you doing this and you doing it in some states where eighteen is the age of cut off, but these girls are sixteen and seventeen, even if they so it ends up being statutory rape. I think that would look different. I don't that know. being said, <laughs> the reason I'm saying that he gonna, the first girl, the very first tape, she was 14. The one when he first all of this shit first started, that very first tape that came out, that girl but was see, 14. Remember, niggas in jail is still niggas in jail, right? <laughs> and all them niggas in jail, before they went to jail, saw that video, and the girl looked willing. Even though she was 14, she was complicit in all that shit. Yeah. What 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 I'm saying is yes, niggas in jail is niggas in jail. What I'm saying is that they still look at stuff the same way that men out here look at it. Well, she wanted it. She the one that came in there. What, okay. It ain't like she was saying no. So if somebody want to pee on you, you just get out the way. So like that's what, what they should be. Difference between a 14 year old seeming willing being involved in this video and a 10 year old who also seems like they're willing in the video. Like, what's the difference? I don't understand how you can rationalize that with yourself depends, by saying it she looked willing and she was only 14. It depends on the rational. I'm telling you how these niggas will see it. I know, but I'm, I'm telling saying, you how I would. I don't understand it because it's, what's the, the four-year difference? If that was the case, it wouldn't be people out here caping for R. Kelly now who saw that 14-year-old video. What I'm saying is that. there are people right now caping for him out here. And niggas in jail ain't better. In terms of how they group think gonna be in there, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I, but I'm not even discerning that for why I think that he will have a better time. I think he will have a better time like Bill Cosby because they're entertainers, because they are popular, because they are celebrities. Now, for some reason, Bill Cosby happened to be having a good old time in jail because he he was probably a father figure as he's Cliff Huxtable to a lot of these men that saw the fucking co this is a different thing r kelly is not on the same level as a, a bill cosby because they're probably reminiscing their childhood and him being he cliff huxtable and him they wishing he when was their r dad when r kelly went to jail i mean when bill cosby went to jail i said on the podcast that them niggas was gonna be making bill cosby get on the table and do comedy specials you did say that <laughs> they gonna do the same shit on kelly until he stopped doing it so if they don't prolapse his anus on day one they gonna do it when he stopped dancing on them tables i think he so i don't think he would dance i feel like he would be offended that they were asking him to because he, they gonna get the guards to put him a chair in the corner and he's <laughs> just gonna serenade the whole cook hall the whole day and the damn uh and the yard <laughs> where our music at <laughs> R. Kelly, bring your ass over here. Sing. 
Same. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kelly, go better get with it, man. I feel like, like he Kelly ain't smart it. enough to survive in jail. No, because I feel like he is a narcissist, and I feel like he would go in there, and them niggas would be telling him to sing, and he would be like fucking singing for y'all i'm r kelly like i I don't, like, I don't think that would be the case you don't think so i think he would think that but i think a narcissist is smart enough to know when they in some deep shit <laughs> i think if donald trump if donald trump walked into a uh uh if he went know. into the hood hooters if he went to the hooters on lakeshore and there ain't number black folks in there i think he's smart enough to know he should walk out <laughs> i don't think a narcissist would say i'm donald trump don't nobody touch me I don't think he would walk into the back of that place in the bar know. and just sit down. I don't think so. I feel like I he think might. R. Kelly is smart enough to gauge that niggas is looking at him mad <laughs> and that this ain't a good situation. Now, you can't walk out like Donald Trump walk out the hood hooters, but you can sing. <laughs> but singing sexually explicit lyrics to men just seems like it would just be a risk in and of itself. Like, gonna, I guess listen, he can only they sing gonna the give song. Him the playlist. All of them may say, they, uh, if you can turn back the hands of time, clearly, I believe I can fly, clearly, you saved me, clearly, two-step, clearly, like these, he two-step gonna have to, <laughs> I don't know, everybody but, gonna be in a dance hall doing their little two-step, like in the in the cook hall, like, oh, that's my jam, keep saying, I can <laughs> repeat, put that on repeat, and nigga be like, no, I don't like that song, oh, my mama used to play that shit, no, this nigga gonna get in the fights, they gonna get in the fights <laughs> off of that shit, but look, I mean, I, I think that, him singing 12 like, like i just i don't know it's i don't know i don't know how some of these songs would go with him singing them to these men i don't know i don't know it just seemed like it could go real bad real quick i'm pretty you know they and they might not even need r kelly They'd be like nigga we don't need you we got spotify accounts our they family got, got us on their family playing nigga we can <laughs> listen to music in here when we get ready shut the fuck up I'll play your song right now, nigga. <laughs> Start playing that shit. Now eat your food to your music. <laughs> I just hope that he finally just get locked the fuck up. We have had so many examples of how he's just an ain't shit ass person with a fetish and a failure that he can't control or choosing not to control and isn't able to manage. And they just need to lock his fucking ass up. I, that's the only way that all of this bullshit with him is going to stop. He is not going to stop. As long as he is out here in the free world, he is going to be out here doing shit he shouldn't do. Period. He's been doing it for decades at this point. Decades. He's not going to stop. Only way is that you, you take away his access to these girls. And the way to do that, locking his ass up. So... I hope something actually comes of this. I feel like we've been talking about all of the shit this nigga been doing here for months now and ain't been no resolution to none of these cases. So I'm hoping since the feds and Homeland Security are involved this time, it'll make a fucking difference. Who knows, though? I don't know. Fuck R. Kelly. Um, <laughs> politics. Uh, Donald Trump. Uh, this is going to be quick because I got a lot of stories. I'm just going to go through these motherfuckers quick. Um... Donald Trump basically told some of the uh, freshman congresswomen to go back to the country they came from in a series of tweets. Um, <laughs> nigga. These include uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York, um, Ilian Omar of Minnesota, Rashid Taleb of Michigan, and Ayanna S. Presley of Massachusetts. 
uh, only one of these people were born in a different country. And it seems he been like I don't know if you've been know what's been going on, but Alexandria Ocasio Cortez basically blasted Nancy Pelosi, which these are all Democrats, mm-hmm. for not taking women of color seriously. Um, and I don't know what she's experienced for her to say that, but I know it's something. I mean, she clearly ain't gave a fuck about AOC at all, Nancy Pelosi, mm-hmm. because Nancy Pelosi is a moderate Democrat. Actually, most Democrats are fucking moderate Democrats. Motherfuckers look at the left and the right. It ain't the left and the right. It's like it's a long, big ass scale that's on the left and the right. And then Republicans and Democrats are in the fucking middle of that scale, like the middle left of that scale. Mm-hmm. Um, we ain't left and right here. We just moderate all the way around. Um, Figuring the difference between Democrats and Republicans is like fucking splitting hairs. But whatever she had been doing, Donald Trump kind of came to her rescue. But the reality is he came to her rescue because everybody is fucking brown. That's talking. <laughs> All the progressive, new progressive women that are being critical of Nancy Pelosi and Donald Trump are brown people. And you know how he feel about brown people. But yep. he went with the oldest trope that white people have used towards brown people. Go back to go where you back came where from. you came from. <laughs> well, black blackie, if you don't like it, go back to Africa. <laughs> What the hell? I ain't never been to no goddamn Africa. I ain't going to get no malaria. I don't know nothing about that country. I am from Lynette, Alabama. What the hell is you talking about? So he used the oldest bullshit ass trope for that. And, you know, clearly from all the Democrats, he got he got press. AOC said you're angry because you can't conceive of an America that includes us you rely on a frightened America for your plunder you won't accept a nation that sees healthcare as a right or education as a number one priority especially when we're the ones fighting for it but you know what's the rub of it all Mr. President on top of not accepting an America that elected us you cannot accept that we don't fear you either you can't accept that we will call your bluff and offer positive vision for this country and that's what makes you seethe I just can't understand how between Democrats and Republicans, people can't understand that the only thing... the Okay, AOC is extreme, okay? But the only thing she's essentially saying is, we don't need people fucking dying in emergency rooms. I mean, goddamn! <laughs> she's, say, she's essentially just basically saying, we don't need pollution and the bullshit that our companies and corporations are doing to our environment to keep happening yeah and they saying oh she's the fucking boogeyman (laughs) oh she got to go oh she's so far left the the alternate to that is well you know some people should die in the goddamn emergency rooms you just gotta pull yourself up by your bootstraps figure out how to provide for yourself not depend on your fellow americans to pay for your shit and then you'll survive. I just don't understand. Like, ain't nobody addressing the core root of the problem. No. Like with the with the border shit, with mm-hmm. the kids being detained, mm-hmm. they send the pictures and are mad at the people showing the pictures. Yes. They not saying, oh my God, how did we get into this and how do we get out of it? They be like, how dare you expose bullshit that America got going on? <laughs> I just and that's the same thing that right is doing to AOC. He's like, how dare you expose this system that we got that works for us <laughs> that's fucking up the poor? 
They not saying how can we meet at the middle ground. Mm -hmm. They doing the same shit that they did that brought about the Affordable Fucking Care Act. When all of these issues were brought up to the forefront, instead of saying, okay, health insurance industry, the jig is up. We did good. Let's start doing right and normalizing so we can keep as much of our money as possible. They said, we ain't changing shit. We're going to these politicians, and these politicians are going to shut y'all fucking shit down. And that's what Mitch McConnell doing right now. He's shutting all this shit down just to fucking do it, just because he's Mitch McConnell, just because he can. I just don't understand why people are looking at AOC as the boogeyman. And the reality is, maybe they gon they're going to they're going to uh, slander her, and they're going to throw up propaganda against her. That's probably going to make her a boogeyman that becomes unelectable because of this campaign that they have against her. I hope not because I like her fucking energy. I like her ideals and I like the generalities of what she's trying to achieve for people, which is for the government to look at the fucking people and to change these systems that govern the people. I mean, I, I've been researching her. I've been trying to find out what the fuck their problem is with her. The problem is that she is young, she is brown, she is loud, and she goes at anybody who don't make no goddamn sense with what they're trying to achieve. <laughs> and you know what? The system that she's doing that to don't like brown people, don't like loud people, don't like people who's calling them out on their shit. And so she's going to be the one that they target because of that, because she got she's the perfect storm of people we don't fuck with. I don't get it, but I get it. So... um. That's my Trump story. Hold on. Yeah. Let me do another one. Okay. Um, Storm Area 51. They can't stop all of us. Oh, Jesus. I don't know if y'all know what's going on with Area 51, but apparently somebody was like, what the fuck is in Area 51? You know what? We should storm Area 51. They can't stop all of us. Yes, they can. And they start, they created an <laughs> event around this and everything. And over 500,000 people have RSVP'd for it. How many of that 500,000 is white? Probably damn near all of them. Hell, you know, goddamn black folks. First of all, we don't want to see no. If they got the aliens, keep them now. I don't want to see that shit. Listen, I saw a white man on TV the other, on on internet the other day, um, smoking a Carolina Reaper, like smoking it, like putting it in a bong and smoking it, crunch it up, putting it in a Ain't bong. Ain't that a pepper? Yes, it's a pepper. <laughs> I saw, and I why? said, you know what? I think I know why white people do this shit. Why? They don't have oppression. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have nothing throttling their understanding of how shit can go wrong. They don't. See, we black people, brown people who live in America, we just know how shit can go wrong. And we shit can go wrong yes. if you just walk into Walmart. Yep. White people don't have that. Like white people can do all the normal stuff. They in their head believe they can do it, and they believe they're immune to doing stupid shit. Area 51 is one of the most heavily guarded military presences in the country. Y'all think y'all just going to walk up to that motherfucker and just no, go No, no, they don't. No, they don't. They don't think they're just going to walk up to it. First off, they're going to have a whole bunch of Naruto runners. Okay, <laughs> that's number one. Now, you ain't probably ain't seen Naruto. I so, have. you you know how they run with their arms back and they just run at full speed? <laughs> so, that's Naruto runners. Then they're going to have the Karens, okay? The Karens that's going to ask to speak to the manager. See, they the ones that's going to be at the front gates trying to talk their way in. And then there's going to be some people that's going to sneak into the backside. But it's like, it, it's just a whole silly ass 
<laughs> meme takeover thing. So it started with we gonna storm Area 51, and then they can't stop all of us because we want to see what technology and shit they got in there. Then it turned into okay, they got aliens in there that we need to rescue. We gonna storm Area 51, see what kind of technology they got. We gonna rescue the aliens. Then it turned into we gonna clap alien cheeks. Why did it turn into raping the aliens? I have no fucking idea. Th that is not a natural a natural progression. It is not a natural progression to say, "Oh, we want to see, see the technology. Oh, we want to save aliens. Oh, we want to rape aliens." This is uh, this is what happens when you don't have oppression. <laughs> what kind of This shit? is what happens when you ain't never had your ideas of how shit can go wrong throttled. Okay? We know what it feels like. We know what it feels like to have our shit go wrong. They don't. That is crazy. So they sitting here saying, we're going to save the aliens and we're going to have sex with them. <sighs> like that, I mean, I guess that's a natural progression for white people who would do something like this. Oh, my God. <laughs> and apparently it's 500,000. <sighs> Actually, damn, it's 10,000 now. Wait, no, no, no. This lower. That's when 10, it first came lower. out. Yeah. 500,000. Friday, September 20th from 3 to 6. So 500 people finna lose their lives. Because they just gonna blast y'all. You're not gonna get into Area 51. This ain't Independence Day. That's not how that works. It is heavily guarded. And I don't know why. I don't know what's in there, but we'll never fucking know. Because y'all ain't finna get in that motherfucker. Oh, they got Karens. They also got cows. The cows have Mustard Energy Buff plus 10 Berserk. Then they got Rock Throwers. Then they got the Naruto runners coming around the sides. So I'm just bringing this up because if y'all don't know, if you put Area 51 in the Google and you'll see all the articles and all the memes and they are fucking hilarious. People are stupid. Okay, you got it. <laughs> YouTube. Have you heard about this? I haven't. The YouTube employee? Oh, yeah. Him. Did they give him a name? I don't, you know they've been giving folks a name. His name is his real name is Chris Coker, but nobody's giving him one of the white people names. Chris what? Uh, Cooker, Cooker, Cooker. I don't know. Cooker, Chris Cooker. So he called the police on a black man who was waiting outside of an apartment building for his friend. Christopher Cuckold. It's not Cuckold. It's close. <laughs> He assumed that the man did not live in the building and accused him of trespassing. He picks up the phone and dials 911. You can hear his son, Chris's son, begging him to hang the phone up and leave the man alone. He's did you like, watch Dad, the video? Yes. Does that boy look Asian to you? His son? Yeah. He don't look Asian. That boy didn't look Asian to you. I'm looking at him now. Well, I, I um, thought he was adopted. I was like, he got to be adopted. Oh, the wife is Asian. He may just the mama might be Asian. My nieces look black black Asians because their mom is Asian. <laughs> so if, she, if it's a white Asian, then I I don't know. You think that he's experienced some kind of brown racist experience meant that he wouldn't be doing shit like this. But Asian is different than black. It is. But even his son has the good sense to say, Dad, like, no, it's okay. Let's just go. White people, we don't owe you shit. I don't have to tell you why I'm standing here. You ain't my daddy. Like, I don't owe you an explanation as to why I'm standing outside of this fucking building. I don't owe you that. Like, you gonna call the police because I refuse to give you information that you're not privy to? I don't have to explain my existence to you. I don't have to explain to you why I'm fucking standing here. Why don't you just mind your goddamn business? He wasn't trying to get in the building. He's standing outside of the building waiting for his fucking friend. Mind your business. Like, we don't have to explain anything to you. 
Like we don't. I don't know so, why you think that we do. He released an apology. Of course he did because people was gone. Look, if you go to YouTube, Instagram, anything on YouTube, and look under the comments, is all it is is people saying, "So when y'all gonna fire Chris?" Like they ain't even commenting on shit about whatever they posted. All of it was when y'all gonna fire Chris. Y'all didn't see this. Y'all support what he did. <laughs> <laughs> it says the widespread reaction has upended my life in unexpected ways. Of course. He said, unfortunately, there's a terrible pattern of people calling the authorities regarding people of color for no reason other than their race. The last thing I ever intended was to echo that history. And I'm sorry my actions caused ways of the field and fairly targeted because of his race. But see, this is the thing. This is the thing. A white person that don't believe that they're racist don't believe anything that they do does can be racist. And white people don't understand the subconscious nature of their own racism so it's very very likely that this man called the police purely because he was concerned about the security of his building yes and then once all that shit was over was like once he seen once the lady came up and said you did this because you was black he was like uh-oh he had that mr crab meme got down <laughs> with blurry around the outside of him he was like oh shit <laughs> i'm gonna get a name <laughs> But see, that's the problem of, of white people not being willing to have this dialogue with us in America, okay? Uh, and a part of me understand it because there's a lot of mad black people, but they ain't even willing to have this conversation with reasonable black people. When a little kid is the voice of reason in this fucking video where he's like, Dad, That it's kid fine. was scared. He don't know shit. Still. He was probably saying we need to go because he was scared of the nigga too. <laughs> I mean, we can't give that kid no damn credit. If he got a racist-ass daddy, then he a little racist, too. But that man, he could have... Daddy, didn't you say these are the people that take stuff from you and mommy? <laughs> we need to go, Dad. I don't think this is a good idea. With Dad, let's go. He could have been standing there agreeing with his dad and saying, you, you need to tell my dad where you're... Like, it could have been that kind of a situation. Either way, the fact of the matter is, white people you do not have a right to demand answers from people of color because you feel uncomfortable and so you want them to explain some shit i should have to say i'm standing here because i'm waiting for my friend to come and my friend lives in the building he lives in apartment 385 i shouldn't have to tell i don't know you why the fuck would i tell you a stranger bitch where i'm going you might be the dangerous one just because you're white doesn't I listen, I look at you and I see danger. The same way that you look at me and you see danger. So why would I want to tell you where the fuck I'm going? I don't trust you. I don't know you. I don't owe that to you. I don't have to tell you shit about what I'm doing. Especially if what I'm doing standing out here on this goddamn sidewalk is not illegal, my nigga. Bye. Keep it moving. to demand and because he wouldn't tell you now you're gonna call the police you think that that's a valid reason for you to call the police because not because he's being you know aggressive and shoving you or attacking you but because i asked him a question and he didn't answer it i'm calling the police what the fuck out of here i don't have to tell you shit i ain't gotta explain my life to you he wasn't in the building. He wasn't trying to, like, somebody come in. He wasn't trying to sneak up. He was literally standing there waiting for his friend to come in so that they could both walk into the building together, probably to avoid shit like this. <laughs> and even standing there waiting, you got to deal with bullshit. Like, come on, man. You can't even mind your goddamn business in America. Like, that's literally what he was. He was minding his business. And now it's a whole thing. And of course, Chris apologized you know because what? people was getting in his you ass. You know why this happened? 
because white people ain't got what? Got what? Oppression. <laughs> they ain't got no oppression. They they can't conceptualize how shit can go wrong. <laughs> That's all we do. All we conceptualize is how shit can go wrong. Yes. Okay? We ain't That's what we do. We do certain stuff because of the possibility that it could go we wrong. Don't go we don't go certain places. We don't say certain words. <laughs> we code switch. We do shit to adapt. They don't got to adapt. So when they get in situations that can turn out bad for them, they have no idea. That's why they end up being Mr. Krabs meme, looking around like, oh, shit, I'm the racist today. People was giving YouTube the blues. Like I I said, I went, I just wanted to see, because I saw the story on Instagram. So I went to YouTube's Instagram. And YouTube, the company posts little stuff. Every comment under that what had nothing to do with the post that it was. So y'all support what he did. <laughs> y'all ain't gonna release a statement. <laughs> like that's all it was was people getting into YouTube ass about Chris and his bullshit. White people, give me give you some advice, okay? You do not have a right to demand answers from somebody who is utilizing a service or standing outside of a bit or any of those things and when you call the police this is potentially something that can happen to you yes even you because you're calling the police for no reason other than the fact that this is somebody black and you assume that they are up to some shenanigans and then you're that is doubled when you ask them a question and they refuse to give you an answer not because they're doing something wrong but because they don't owe you no motherfucking answer i don't owe you shit i don't gotta tell you what i'm doing white man how i know that you ain't gonna hurt me again if i'm standing outside of a building especially as a black woman by myself i'm not gonna tell you shit my nigga i'm not gonna tell you where i'm going who i'm here to see because for all i know you could be a serial killer and axe murderer Statistically, it's more possible for you than for somebody else. So I ain't gonna tell you a goddamn thing. I don't gonna tell you that. Why would I tell you why I'm gonna Listen, let me I'm gonna give you some tips that's gonna help you out, white people. The first one is get you a black friend. <laughs> and every time you meet a black person that is not that friend and you do something racist, let them know you have a black friend. Do that. That'll help. Uh, the next thing you should do is anytime a situation comes up and where and where people seem to perceive you as racist, what I want you to do is say, "When I see you, I don't see color." <laughs> That'll help. <laughs> the next thing I want you to do is I want you to make sure that they know that you understand that we all bleed the same color. Invalidating the fact that our skin color and experiences are differences that will help. <laughs> Another thing you should do is because as brown people, we're hyper aware that we come from somewhere different. Tell them that if you don't like this place, <laughs> you should go back to where you came from. That's good. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. <laughs> It's going the black person will understand that you know that their culture is different. Okay. Another thing, this is good for women. When you see a brown person walking up the street, just lock the doors. <laughs> lock the doors. And if you're not in a car, see it's convenient if you're in a car, but if you're if you're not in a car, clutch your purse. Clutch it tighter. You know, 
they know that you have this strong sense of protection about you. They know it ain't about me. It ain't about race. Just do that. Okay? <laughs> Clearly, don't do any of that shit. <laughs> None of it. It's all fucked up. It's all bad. All bad. And you know what? Why would you clutch your purse tighter? If somebody wants to take your purse, you clutching it tighter going to put you in a worse situation. If you think you finna get robbed, you should just, you know, hold your purse out by your fingers. (laughs) Clearly, like, take your important shit out of it. Put your phone in your pocket. You got a little dress with pockets. I know y'all be happy about shit like that. I love pockets. Yeah, put your important shit in your dress pockets. Carry your purse with your two fingers, your thumb finger and your, your, your pointer finger. How do you know we love pockets? I know you do. Why wouldn't you? Pockets are fucking amazing. I don't know why y'all be wearing shit that don't got pockets. Well, Motherfuckers be talking about hold my purse without my important shit in it. Because Rumples and shit. Why y'all wear shit without pockets? Because because companies make shit for women without pockets. I get so... I just bought a romper, actually. And the only reason I bought that romper is because it had pockets. And I was so excited. I was like, I could put my phone and my keys in my pocket. That's why y'all shit. That's why y'all shit costs $30 less than all our shit. Because we don't have pockets. Yes, because we just got pockets. We got pockets. You know how much more work goes into making pants and making pockets? That put 15 more minutes on every goddamn, every set of uh, pants on the line. I look for shit. Spe- these joggers I got on now, I, got po- I look for things with pockets because I don't like carrying a purse. So I bought a phone case that I could put my ID and my debit in. and I, So I just need to carry my my keys and my phone and I'm good to go. I don't have to necessarily have a purse. But that only is helpful if I have a fucking pocket. <laughs> Man, do y'all be seeing what women be wearing? Some of this shit is literally one piece of fabric with a little rubber string around the middle of it. Yes. <laughs> we can't wear shit like that. That's why our clothes are so expensive. I could get a whole outfit for $30. And that's why you don't get pockets. Yeah. You don't get pockets. And that's also why women love the fuck out of pockets. I know about y'all in pockets. I I just I'm surprised that you know. I don't. I mean, I, don't uh, I know about y'all niggas in pockets. <laughs> I be observing shit now. <laughs> we love pockets. We get so excited. I have been in stores before where women will be looking at clothes and they'll be, oh, it's got pockets. And I immediately understand because I get the same giddy feeling when I see something that I think is cute, and I'm like, oh, I bet it doesn't have pockets. And then you go and you get closer up on it, and it has fucking pockets. Most amazing thing ever. We love pockets. pockets Listen, are man, great. the next thing you buy your woman, if it's an article of clothing sure that's not pockets. pants, it, it can't be shit that's supposed to have pockets, okay? No. It got to be something that don't traditionally have pockets like a romper. that you found that got pockets. A romper, a dress, yep. you buy oh, one of them two motherfuckers with, with pockets, pocket? nigga, you will be in the game. You in the game because you pay attention. You have done something that most niggas wouldn't know about. You in the game and it's something so simple, but he is so fucking right. If somebody bought me a dress with pockets. I'm going to consider marrying that nigga because you pay attention to detail. I'm telling you. <laughs> pockets are amazing. Love pockets. But yeah. White people, stop. Just stop. Demand that you don't, you know, we don't owe you explanations for shit. And when we don't give you explanations, that does not give you the right to call the goddamn police. <laughs> it's too much. Sit down. Stop. So... A Mississippi. In my crooked letter, crooked letter, I crooked letter, crooked letter, I humpback, mm-hmm. humpback, I. Gubernatorial candidate denies a female reporter access to a campaign trip because 
he wanted her. The only way she could come along is if she brought a male colleague. She got to um, have a chaperone. Yep, because he wanted to keep things professional. What? <laughs> keep your dick in your pants and your hands. To well, see, we 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 got a bigger situation than that because men in this dialogue. This is rooted in like a, a fantasy. It's not realistic. It's like men have a warped reality because what men think is that the Me Too movement, these kind of men, what they think is that, and don't get me wrong, I think that most of the men that have this way of thinking don't have these kind of issues with women. I don't think they do. I don't think they I don't think they say inappropriate things. I don't think they do inappropriate things. I don't think they've been targeted by a woman. But men who have actually done stupid shit that are starting to get in trouble for me too are making it sound like you can be next because they doing fuck shit. And so these men who ain't really got that them kind of issues think that it's just women lying on men and coming on the men so that they can catch them up somehow. Instead of realizing that the real issue is that men who can't keep their comments to themselves that are inappropriate, who can't keep their hands to themselves, or have caused the big enough problem that women have to come tell somebody now. I am a whole grown ass woman. I'm not finna have no goddamn chaperone on no business trip. That's offensive. It's offensive. And what that says to me is you more concerned about the fact, cause for me, that means that you got some rapey ass people that you invited on this trip. Because for me, that doesn't say, oh, you might, she might make some false allegations. For me, I'm gonna be like, well, you must got some rapists on your payroll. Because otherwise, why the fuck would I need a chaperone? I'm an adult. If y'all all all keep your hands and, and your dicks to yourself, this will go just fine. Oh my God! Man, I acting like well, we don't know what to say in the workplace. Okay, I mean clearly, <laughs> don't say, um, "How you doing, sugar tits?" Okay, don't say shit like that. Okay, number one, them niggas all need to be fired. Number one. Okay, so we got rid of the first tier. We got rid of the old school. Hey, nice buns, hun. Open palm slap. We got rid of them guys. Okay, they gone. Next step. Okay, it done got a little bit more subtle. Don't. Talk about your sexual relationships. Don't talk about your flings, your times, your experiences. Do none of this on the clock. If you're going to have a conversation that is not work worthy, let it be a platonic invitation out to somewhere that's not connected to work. Okay. The problem with this stuff is that when you do this stuff in the job, on the job at work, there are ways to transition up to having these kind of relationships. But while you're at work, you don't have these conversations. While you're at work, you don't bring the conversation from outside to the inside. It's so many inappropriate things that you can do. Women too. Women shouldn't do this to men either. But somebody pointed me to a video yesterday of uh, Jordan Peterson, which I don't really like him. But they pointed me to a video of him saying that, you know, well, women. It, he said nobody knows the rules. He said nobody knows the rules of what to say and what not to say. He said women wear makeup to work. Why do they wear makeup to work? Because they want to be more attractive. Why are they more attractive? Because they want to find a mate. And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> then he said women wear high, high heels. High heels are sexualization. High heels pushes a woman's pelvis out and makes her hair because it's to sexually attract a man. I'm like, 
What the fuck? So everything that we do is for men. Everything that y'all do is for men, basically. <laughs> and as long as y'all do it in the workforce, as long as you wear makeup, as long as you do your hair well, as long as you wear what you wear, that's going to sexualize the workforce. And the reality is, it still don't got shit to do with how men respond. It don't matter what a woman wear. That's like saying, that's like me, that's like a criminal saying, shit, they left the goddamn door unlocked, so the house was asking to be robbed. You know what I'm saying? That ain't got shit to do with me. The motherfucking house shouldn't have had the door open. So I came in, I took some TVs, I did some shit. When you say that it's what women wear, it's how women act, it's how women carry on, you're essentially saying the door shouldn't have been unlocked. Nigga, you robbed the place. Just like, nigga, you said what you said to that woman that made her feel uncomfortable without, with your mouth being silent, with your mouth being taped up and nothing coming out of it, it don't matter what a woman got on. There wouldn't be no issues. I work, my workplace is predominantly female. We got like one dude that works there. And guess what? You, I, According to his logic, all of us will be coming to work with, you know, flat shoes and no makeup because there ain't no men there. But guess what? Everybody still dresses nice. They put their makeup on. They do their hair. Like, because you're not doing that shit for the niggas that you work with. Not what that but is. listen, don't let society convince y'all that this is some kind of epidemic, okay? <laughs> it is not an epidemic. Oh it can you anybody listening to this, can you point out one person that works where you work that has been unfairly targeted and lied on by a woman that ruined their lives? Kavanaugh didn't even get his fucking life ruined from this shit. Uh-uh. This is just a time where men need to be held accountable for their shit. And you know what? I don't give a fuck about holding men accountable because I'm a fucking responsible ass man. I ain't saying none of that shit. I ain't doing none of that shit. And I'm comfortable to know that I'm not going to do it. So if you do some shit like that and your life get ruined, I don't give a fuck. Because I can't point out a person who hadn't did nothing that's been lied on exclusively and it fucked their life up. Nope. This is not an epidemic. This is happening to men who it deserves to happen to. And those men are trying to convince us that that shit didn't happen. Bill Cosby tried to do it. R. Kelly tried to do it. Michael Jackson tried to do it. Stevie Wine, uh, Harvey Weinstein tried to do Y'all it. Y'all just don't want to believe the truth. Everybody, <laughs> it, everybody who is evidence to show that they done some fuck shit is trying to convince us that they just were unfairly targeted. Women lie and you're next. And you know what? If you act right, you ain't fucking next. Okay? That I, that's all I had to say about this Man, shit. Man, I wish somebody would fucking tell me I got to have a goddamn suit. Uh, well, we need you to have a chaperone because, you know. And it'll be okay. It'll be better if the men would be like, listen, I, I, I can't control my dick. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love women. When nobody's in the room, I'm going to say some shit. So I need you to bring somebody with you because I'm fucked up. I can accept that. It's fucked up, but I can accept yeah. that. You know, yeah, I can't accept this idea that you're wholesome and a woman gonna lie. So to watch her, they need somebody else in the room with her. It's just garbage. Garbage ass shit. Let's talk about cultural appreciation and cultural appropriation. Okay. So white people, because these were white people, were on Twitter upset because Harper's Bazaar China released their cover with Rihanna on it and she's dressed like a geisha mm. because it's for Harper's Bazaar China 
which has a Chinese stylist, <laughs> Chinese publicist, and they decided to dress her in the culture of the magazine that they were producing. So then you had all of these white people that got on Twitter. So Rihanna is the exception when it comes to corpor uh, cultural, corpor uh, cultural appropriation confused by you people. As much as I love Rihanna, how is this not deemed as cultural appropriation? Rihanna is not out here dressed up as a geisha every day, going to her shows, claiming to be a geisha. Like, she is not... <laughs> that is not at all what that was. <laughs> and for you to take it and run off with it and say she's appropriating this culture because she did a shoot for a magazine who is a part of that culture and were the ones that dressed her in, in this outfit for this magazine, for their culture, is ridiculous to me. How is, that a, how is she appropriating the culture in that way? There's a difference between those two things. I just... I don't think, I don't think it makes a difference. What do you mean? The people that are criticizing are not authorities on no, being not. able to measure this. You know what I'm saying? It's like a homeless man trying to come and give you home buyer's advice. <laughs> it's like, okay, sir, I understand that you have some knowledge, but your current position, whether you have all the knowledge in the world, does not qualify me to listen to you. I'm sorry. You, you, don't, you don't meet the basic core criteria. And white people... Don't meet the basic core criteria. I don't know what white people know about appropriation until they start talking about, like, if you're going to have that conversation, white people, first you got to start with Christopher Columbus. Uh, then you got to start with just our government in general. Like, it's other places you got to start where it's calling out white shenanigans before you call out black shenanigans. Like, don't just call out shit you think are black shenanigans because you did it. Now, these ain't black shenanigans. Well, then they pull the Jenners and the Kardashians into this. And why is that? They make whole ass money off of taking black features and using those features. Okay. The ass, the lip, everything that they do. So, or like this one. Wait a minute. When Kendall Jenner was on the cover of a magazine with an afro, People were screaming cultural appropriation, but when Rihanna dresses up like this, nobody says anything. It's glam. It's art. The double standards. Again. <laughs> White people just aren't going to understand. Um, the reason that it's problematic for white people to wear black hair is because at a time in our country that black hair, and in some places now, is what excluded black people from being able to participate in our society. So when a white person just wears this black style for a photo shoot and takes it back down and put her old white style back on and can go participate in society as normal, that's a problem, okay? Unless you're advocating for the styles of black women to be able to be as included as yours, then you don't have the authority to use that thing. That's just naturally how black women's hair grows. They're fucking... Black hair fucking defies gravity, nigga. Your hair fall to the ground. Okay? <laughs> Let that shit sink in. You don't need to emulate that. Let black women have their hair and don't try to do it. That's the essence of cultural appropriation. The essence of it is you're taking something and using it. And not only that, but every time an article write up the Kardashians doing something, 
they say they brought back this style <laughs> when that shit ain't never went away for black people. Nope. Not, nothing that nothing that black people do has ever went away for black people. Or more specifically, Kim Kardashian. What was it for? Wait a minute. Let me see. Oh, shapewear. Kim Kardashian is making a shapewear line. Did you hear about this? Mm-mm. It the, What she named it? No. Kimono. <laughs> and of course, people had a problem with that. So now they're saying, y'all got upset at her for naming her line kimono, but Rihanna's wearing kimonos on the a different thing she is about to make mass money off of a line that she is using the name of a major cultural like kimonos we all know when you hear kimono you know what that belongs to and she why are you even naming a shapewear line what the fuck does a kimono have to do with shapewear anyway i know your name is kim i don't understand the mono part like I, I don't get why that would be a good name for some shapewear, but that's a different fucking thing. It's a whole like I just white people, and it wasn't even it wasn't Chinese people that were saying that were tweeting this shit. Okay, wasn't Asian people of any sort that was it was white folks tweeting this shit because again it wasn't it wasn't just Harper's Bazaar. It was Harper's Bazaar China. <laughs> I just don't understand. There's a difference, white people. I'm sorry that, you know, you can't accept that or you feel like it's a double standard, but that's what it is. There's a difference between those things and the things that y'all listed as as things you feel like are the same. They're not the same. One of these things is not like the other. One of these things just doesn't belong. (laughs) All right. I mean, that's about all the stories we got time for. All right. Questions, though. Cool. Um, if you could have dinner with anyone from history, who would it be? Mm. Anyone from history? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not really a history buff. Me either. <laughs> so I I'm trying know. to think. Do I want to have dinner with somebody? Oh, oh, I've had dinner with Tupac, man. To be honest, and I don't mean history. I don't give a he nigga dead. So history, that would be who I have dinner with. I would get some thug insight. I don't want to have dinner with Tupac. I don't know. I don't know who I would. I want would to. like. You just don't know how valuable Tupac's input was in this music was for me when I was growing up. Very, very uh, impactful. I don't know. I like his perspectives on some different shit. I I don't have an answer. I don't know. Okay, uh, who would play you in a movie of your life? Issa Rae. Issa Rae. Why Issa Rae? Because everybody's always tell like <laughs> everybody's always telling me that I remind them of her. We don't look alike. I guess maybe the way that we act in our life as based on was it on her show Insecure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she would probably do a good job. So Issa Rae. Craig Robinson. Why Craig Robinson? Because he's silly. <laughs> um, don't see him be serious too often, but I just like the fact that he's silly. Um, and I'm silly. I like to be silly. I don't. I try not to take shit serious. Sometimes you can't help it, but you know, it is what it is. If you could shop for free at one store, which one would you choose? If I could shop for free at one store, yeah. 
a mega store. Like um somewhere where I could buy a bunch of different things. Like, like I, Walmart. I would, Nah, Target. <laughs> Target. Oh hell no. Nah. I mean, I hate Walmart, but it'll be Walmart for me because that bitch twenty four hours. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, but you stay up all hours of the night and shit. I could go to Target for they clothes and be all right with that. Yeah. So I would pick somewhere where I would be able to purchase the mo- most stuff, and I feel like a Target, a Walmart, a superstore like that, anything you could potentially need. You could get. There. I don't know. I feel like I'll go to like a high quality electronic store and I'll just resell shit to be able to buy my groceries. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, I could do that. I could see that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Last one. What's the worst thing you did as a kid? Probably skip school was when I. Is that because do you really believe that's the worst thing you did, or it just had the worst turnout? Had the worst turnout. I don't believe it. What do you think is the worst thing you've done? Put my brother in the hospital. Did you tell that story? Mm -hmm. But just to remind, he was little. He was like, whatever age. This the one where you jumped down the stairs. Mm -mm. It's where I yanked the chair he was trying to sit in, and he bit his lip, and he had stitches. He had to get stitches. Um. That was mean as fuck. Well, I, I mean a lot of stuff with my little brother. I didn't like his ass. I put him under his crib. My mama couldn't find him because he wasn't crying. So he just disappeared and she didn't know where the fuck he was. Like most of the shit I did with my little brother before I actually started to like him as a sibling, mm-hmm. all of those things will be the things that I would say. Because I did a lot of stuff. <laughs> I was a badass little kid. I, was, I didn't want to give up my crown. I was the only child, and I was the baby, and it was a beautiful thing. And I only got to enjoy that for five years, and then here come this nigga. So probably most of the stuff that I did to my younger brother. Sorry, William. Love you. (laughs) The worst thing I can remember doing is, so my great-granddad used to live with us. Oh, with my grandmama and him. Not us. Me, my mom, my brother lived next door to them, but we spent so much time over there. At nighttime, we would go over there. But me and my cousin during the summertime, we had some really, really hot potato chips. And my great granddaddy was blind and just old, old. Where is this going? Because it seems so. I mean, we really just bad. said, hey, great granddaddy, you want some chips? And he <sighs> said, yeah, I want some chips. And we gave him some chips. And he said, ooh, this is hot. This is hot. That shit didn't turn out well for us. Because my grandmama came in the kitchen while he was talking about this is hot and realized that we done gave him some hot ass <laughs> chips. Uh, I don't even remember what happened. That, y'all were jerks, but that. that was bad. That was bad. <laughs> but that's the worst. Um, yeah, it's gonna be something to deal with my little brother in the years, his first few years of life. <laughs> but let my parents tell it; it'll be me skipping school. I got you. Well, that's all I got. All right. Um, anything else on your mind? Nope. Well, until we come to the next conversation, we out. Hello.